Hello, hi there, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and in keeping with the theme of habits, I'm going to address one that you may have noticed I've skirted around, all through 26 habits, in fact, because it is the muddy topic of fitness. Now, fitness in and of itself is not a muddy topic, but it is for me, and if you'll indulge me, I'm going to try to explain why. Not because I think I have a never heard before point of view, but because if I've learned anything from making this podcast, it's that none of my experiences, thoughts and feelings are unique. Every day I'm contacted by listeners who express that they have felt, feel or think similar things to what has been expressed in the show. So I'm hoping that this helps people who may feel the same way. And the reason it's muddy for me, at least, is that when I was a kid, I developed PCOS quite early. I was only about... 11 or 12 when the first signs started to show and the comments about my body which went from lean to chubby were unhelpful and left scars forget the bullying that happened at school because that's just going to happen the comments from adults about how if you just lost weight you'd be so pretty or you're lucky you've got a nice face you know like dawn french left indelible scars on my self-esteem I shan't bore you with any more, but you get the idea. And what I'm trying to communicate here is that I became disconnected and dissatisfied with this vessel. That's what I'm calling my body that I was in. Because hormones sort of happen to you, there's not a great deal you can do. And coupled with the fact I wasn't diagnosed for about six years when I was 17, a lot of identity damage was done in that time. To this day, I identify as fat and I'm my own worst saboteur on that count. If you already feel rubbish about how you look physically, all the fitspo media out there just makes you feel worse. I have never looked like anyone I've ever seen in the pages of a fitness magazine, ever. And actually that's something I thought meant I was fat, ugly or inadequate, because even when I've hammered the gym and watched my food intake like a hawk, I've just been a less wide curvy person. Not long lean and super toned, still short, still chunky thighed, still busty. For ages, I thought my body wasn't changing because I wasn't working hard enough. I was in the wrong, that I needed to push further, work harder, eat less, work out more. At one point, I was barely consuming a thousand calories a day and doing a minimum of two daily workouts, one before work, one after, sometimes two, a body pump, then some spinning, and maybe one at lunchtime. And this is where it gets very toxic. Because when you're in that zone, the compliments come in thick and fast and people tell you how great you look. But even then, I still wasn't happy with how I looked because I didn't look like fit girls or thin pretty girls. And when, inevitably, you can't maintain 14 workouts a week and you really fancy a Sunday roast with all the trimmings, then, if you're like me, you don't just talk it up to a cheat day. You beat yourself up for not being consistent and fall off the wagon. Remember what I said earlier about being my own worst saboteur? Mm, That. Anyway, that's just me. It's indulgent, but it's a little background into why I feel very cautious about putting out any content that could make anyone else feel inadequate or less than. I've been there, it stings, and the last thing I want to do is create a show that would make somebody feel crap as a result of listening to it. But why address fitness now? In the main, because I've had a lot of questions about it. I occasionally post on my Insta stories when I'm in the gym, usually a smug picture of me looking red as a tomato covered in sweat post-workout, and I've had many questions asking me not only what I do, but how I motivate myself. My response is usually a vague, find what works for you and do it a few times a week, because I am no expert, and also what works for me might not work for you. But I don't particularly like being vague or what feels dismissive to people who are taking the time to direct message me. So I wanted to dig into it a little deeper. 
Obviously, it depends on what you're trying to achieve, but also finding something you enjoy is vital too. There's no point seeing your exercise as a chore or a punishment for having overindulged. I'm very much a solo exerciser. That's what makes me happy. But if group things are for you, classes, whatever it might be, go for it. So I exercise regularly, whether that's going to the gym, road running, or even doing circuits in my living room with various bits of exercise equipment I've accumulated. If you listen to 26 Habits, you'll know what that's about. When I wake up in the morning, my first thought usually is I should work out today. And if I can't, then I feel a bit panicked about not exercising. I have it hardwired into my brain that exercise should be done early and every day, probably because I grew up in a house where my father has always got up and out of bed as soon as he wakes to exercise. Back in the day, it was running for hours at a time. Uh, Today, it's golf and walks in the countryside, but it's non-negotiable for him. He has to get up and get out. I exercise regularly, but I haven't always been fit. Right now, I'm fitter than I've been in quite a while, and yet my approach is probably the most relaxed it has ever been. Back in 2012, I was running a lot, probably averaging around 6k every morning before work. And I was running so much that I actually did a half marathon for no other reason than because I could. I I did also raise some money for charity. I just want to put that in there. I might be fitter now, but I'm still not all that happy with how I look. I'd love to drop a dress size, but wouldn't we all? And I'd love to tone my stomach and de-chunk my thighs. But I'm realistic and I know that having a dinky little petite body isn't physically possible. And I'm getting to a point where I'm okay with that. I think. So in answer to all the questions I've had on DM, I'm going to explain how I motivate myself and some of the exercises I do and why I do it. So motivation to begin with. This is actually pretty easy. Without exercise, I feel awful. Sweating makes me feel good. I've experienced runner's high. It's real. I channel the rock when I run or lift weights, and that keeps me going back to the gym time and time again. At the moment, I've fallen back in love with squats and lunges, and I'm getting a kick out of having DOMS, that's delayed onset muscle soreness, on a semi-regular basis. Something about running makes me feel good. I know there are other activities that burn more calories, but if I have a good run, it makes me feel as though I'm doing something right, and it makes me feel I can conquer the world. However, that's not to say I bounce out of bed every morning and straight into my running kit. Sometimes the thought of strapping myself into not one but two sports bras is enough to make me snooze the alarm. The big busted listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about. Those are the days when I encase myself in just one layer of support and do something low or no impact like cycling or spinning. As long as I can tick that box a few times a week, I am happy. Secondly, goals. Goals, aims and objectives are really important in pretty much everything if you think about it. If you don't know where you're going, how do you know how to get there? I have an Apple Watch and through an in, and it's through an insurance provider in the UK through Vitality. This isn't sponsored, by the way. I'm just telling you what goes on in my life. As part of that healthcare policy, you, you can earn points. And those points lead to benefits such as free coffee, free cinema tickets. And if you earn enough points every month, you can pay off the cost of the watch. I'll put the link in the show notes if you're interested in the full details. Again, it's not sponsored, but it's just to make the point that by having a points goal for my activity every week, I have something to work towards and it's a way of being accountable to being active. But what it's also helped me do is understand the value of different types of exercise. If I'm not feeling like I want to pound the pavement or hit the treadmill, then I plan a long walk that will burn the equivalent calories calories, or keep my heart rate in the fat burning zone for 30 minutes or more. There's more than one way to end your points, a walk, a run, whatever it is, they'll all get you there. People like Weight Watchers use things like goal weights as an incentive and then you plot your path towards it. And crucially, you kind of have an idea as soon as you start of how long it should take you to get there. If you're struggling to feel motivated, set yourself a goal and please start small. I love to channel the rock as much as the next person, but that's a short flight to failure. Two runs a week to begin with, 
That's how I started. Excellent. Do that for a few weeks. Then up it to three when it feels right. And you'll know when it feels right. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Thirdly, running. Running is a really good measure of where my head's at as well as my fitness. I mentioned earlier how I ran a half marathon and ran all the time. I have over the years had a lot of trainers tell me that running is not the best way to exercise, that I'd be better off squatting or spending more time in the weights room. Weights and intervals and HIIT training are much more efficient. There's no doubt about it. It's just science. But this comes back to what I said earlier about finding something you love and doing it regularly. I really enjoy running. And as long as I do it in conjunction with weight work, I feel I'm good. Now, I said I was also, I said it was also a really good measure of where my head's at. Yeah. Well, On the spiral down to depression and anxiety, I stopped being able to run. I'd try, but I felt heavy and listless, and I couldn't muster more than a minute before I'd have to stop for a rest. And by rest, I mean really, really catch my breath. In the end, I just stopped completely. The only way I can describe it now in hindsight is that it was like trying to run with a metric ton of emotional baggage on my back. Something else was going on, and my physical self just couldn't couldn't carry it. Getting back up to fitness has been slow and I'm only just back up to running my 5k again. It started with walking and it was a shock when even a 45 minute stroll was tough. And that should have been a walk in the park, literally. It has taken nearly two years to build back up to feeling like I'm a runner again. A lot of that was emotional and mental hurdles rather than physical ones, but I'm here now. I use an app called 5k runner. This isn't sponsored, but I'll put the link in the show notes. And it takes you from zero to being able to run 5k by holding you by the hand. You start with short sessions where you walk more than you run until you can flip it and run more than you can walk. And then, of course, you're just running. The same people also have apps for legs, sit-ups, push-ups, etc. And they all work on the same principle of building you up slowly and steadily. I really highly recommend them. Four is being consistent. I have an unwritten deal with myself that I'll work out five times a week. It's a lot. On a week when I'm motivated, sleeping well and not travelling, those five workouts might be runs. If I'm stretched pretty thin, you can bet that I'll get one run in at most and the rest will be made up of my own circuits in the living room, yoga or cycling. Cycling is my favourite. I keep my heart rate in the fat burning zone for a minimum of 30 minutes. That's around 130 BPM for me. And I watch a TV show or read a book while I do it. It might sound like a cheat, but it's still a couple of hundred calories burned and gets the blood pumping. Also, there's a lot to be said for how whacked you feel after a few rounds of a circuit that needs no gym equipment whatsoever. 
If you do a round of push-ups, lunges, squats, high knees, mountain climbers, star jumps and burpees a few times, tell me that isn't a workout. No kit, no nothing. Totally free and space-wise you barely need more than enough space in front of you to lunge, enough space to the side of you to lunge and enough space behind you to lunge and you're good. I gave myself a day off the gym on Sunday and at 9pm just felt like I had a load of energy I needed to burn off. So I did four rounds of a circuit I nicked from Vogue Williams Instagram account and it felt great. I felt great. Five, don't believe the hype. This covers people saying you can drop a dress size in two weeks or any of those bold claims you see staring out at you from magazine front covers about a substantial amount of weight loss in a very short period of time. Yes, you probably can, but it'll take half that time to undo it. A lot of these quick fixes aren't sustainable and end up just taking the wind out of your sails and making you feeling rubbish about your and making you feel rubbish about yourself, which you absolutely shouldn't. Also, gym kit doesn't make you fit. Sack off the designer gym gear that costs an absolute fortune and get yourself some basics. Unless you're Team GB, Team USA, or insert international Olympic team here, you do not need a coordinated designer workout wardrobe. If it makes you feel good, great. But a £20 pair of leggings does the same job as a £150 pair of leggings if the legs in them are doing the graft. And then my final point is, you do... It's not my final point, actually, because I wrote another one. (laughs) Do you, boo? The purpose of creating the show was to hopefully communicate that fitness doesn't need to be extreme, that it isn't inaccessible and that you shouldn't measure yourself against others. I used to exercise because my goal was to change myself because I didn't think I was adequate or attractive. I wanted to be better and I thought that a better me existed, existed, but that she weighed less and wore a smaller dress size. It's ridiculous when you say it out loud, right? And now? Now I exercise for physical strength, mental strength and for my health. Now, this really is my final point. (laughs) Work with what you've got. It was genuinely a huge surprise to me when I first lost weight, like after all the weight gain from puberty and PCOS and everything in my mid-20s. It was genuinely shocking to me when I lost weight and I didn't have Kate Moss's body. Genuinely. I can't express that enough. 18 months of working out every day and where are my Kate Moss legs? Where are my Jessica Albert abs? Who's in charge here? I want to speak to the management. I'm learning to appreciate what I've got, and although I would very much like to have a breast reduction at some point, I'm trying to see the things I'm trying to see the things that I can't change, like my load-bearing legs, as a good thing. I realise I've walked into body positivity territory here, and there are things I love about this movement, and there are things that I'm not so comfortable with. But ultimately, you do you boo. Do what makes you feel good, do what makes your head feel clear and your body feel energized. And I will leave you with this when it comes to the habit of fitness. I used to work out with a great personal trainer, a guy called Mark, and he used to say Kaizen to me when I was working out, usually at that point when I was very keen to quit, but he wouldn't let me. He was not easy on me. Kaizen is a Japanese term which means improvement, advancement, changing for the better or progress. It's a philosophy or a set of practices that focuses on constantly improving processes. It became that thing that I'd shout or grunt on my last rep or my penultimate rep or that extra rep that I didn't think I was capable of at the start of the set when I was telling myself and anyone nearby to be fair because I used to shout it that I was pushing further than I thought I was capable of. So I leave you with Kaizen and doing a little something every day to improve, advance, change or progress. A walk, a run, a circuit, a class, a yoga session, even a rest day. Kaizen my friends, Kaizen. If you want to take the conversation about fitness a little bit further, why not join the closed Facebook group for the podcast? The link to join is in the show notes and you should be able to find that link wherever it is that you are streaming or downloading this episode. 
I really want this episode to have been useful and helpful. And if having a conversation with other like-minded people who have also listened to the show might be of use, then I definitely think that would be a useful resource. Or you can also email me. Why not email me directly at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also slide into my DMs on social media where I am at Emma Guns on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next one. <laughs>